quite a fascinating story to begin with this morning and a fascinating uh, follow-up which is happening this very day because you may remember us covering this last May and we were talking on the show back then with Amy Carr-Mosey all the way from Minnesota, USA and Amy was on our show appealing for information from people in the North Sligo region. Uh, It all relates to the American plane crash on Teavebourne Mountain near Trussmore on the General Ben Bulban mountain range during World War II. The wreckage of that plane still on the mountain. It took place on the afternoon of the 9th of December 1943 in the midst of the Second World War. A Boeing aircraft, it was an American bomber plane, it was en route from Canada to Presswick in Scotland. Uh, ten young airmen were on board the flight. Three, unfortunately, were killed when the aircraft crashed into the mountain the rest badly injured and they were helped down the mountain by local residents at the time. The B-17 bomber was nicknamed the Flying Fortress, whose job was to drop bombs on Germany uh, during the war. Now, the pilot of the plane that day was 2nd Lieutenant Richard Walsh, who survived the crash. And Amy Kerr is Richard Walsh's granddaughter. And she told us last May that she planned to visit Sligo in 2023 to learn more about the uh, incident and hopefully to meet some people who may still remember or have um, some people uh, related to them who might remember what happened on that day. So, oh my gosh, I don't know. I know the um, the farm people that were the first ones up to start helping had a 10-year-old son. So, I mean, maybe he's 90 now, but I'm hoping stories were passed down and... Um, you know, uh, people know about it. I know the wreckage is still up there, and we do plan to walk up there. And just to even walk around and even even thank people, thank this wonderful town that did this this wonderful thing almost 80 years ago. And indeed, uh, just days after that particular interview, we made contact with Mr John Rooney, who remembers that plane crash as a five-year-old. John is now aged 84, and he recalls rescuers accessing the victims through his grandparents' lands. I was five years old at the time. The reason I remember it a little bit is that my grandparents' house, uh, that would be have been Daniel and Bridget Rooney, was I suppose you would call it a camp base for the for the rescue um, because it was the closest to it and, and the access to through the through my grandparents' land. Later on, then I heard. Uh, the men talking about the the difficulties of rescue and like they they dug one uh, chap out with their bare hands. He, he'd been trapped under the the fuselage somewhere, and they talked about the cold and how the trouble of carrying the stretchers down. I managed to get to the the mountain myself, and I saw the plane. So where it had just skimmed the top of the mountain, you could see the tracks of the propellers, four tracks of the propellers before the engines were torn out. Well, Amy Kerr and members of her family and colleagues arrived in Sligo yesterday and have already met with some of the local residents to hear their stories and they will visit the crash site later today and I caught up with Amy last evening to hear more. Amy, we were talking to you Mm -hmm. um, it was last May, believe it or not, you said you were coming to Ireland, and here you are. Here I am. We're here. We're so excited. What's the plan? Tell us. Our plan, we stopped in Dublin, we did Galway, and now here we are in Sligo. And tomorrow we are going to hike up the mountain where my grandfather's plane crashed in World War II. 
What's that going to be like for you, do you think? I think it's going to be emotional. I remember, I mean, he lived and he came home and he raised my mother and my aunt and uncle. And um, we were lucky enough to have him for 85 years. And so it's going to be amazing to see uh, where the plane went down and the wonderful town of Sligo who helped save his life. Very grateful. Oh, you were telling us before, you, you didn't know a lot about this until mm-hmm. later in life, isn't that it? Because your grandfather never really talked about it much. No, he didn't. I think he felt uh, some uh, sort of guilt because people did die in this crash. And he was the pilot. And um, uh, like a lot of servicemen, did talk a lot about their service in World War II. So he didn't brag about it or uh, you know showcase it to us. So we, we knew very little about this. And three men were killed, but there were some serious... I mean, your grandfather was badly injured in the crash, wasn't he? He, His his head hit the council, and he lost an eye, and his forehead was split open. He literally came down the mountain here of Sligo with his eye in his hand, and they were unable to reattach it. So he had a glass eye the rest of his life. So he was very badly injured. Yeah. But his life was saved, no doubt, by some local residents back... Yes. In 1943, who, who, who attended to him when he came down the mountain. Correct. They they saved his life, uh, amongst others, on that plane, um, and uh, kept him alive until they could get back. But he came home and raised a wonderful family. My mother, uh, I talked to her today, and my grandmother was pregnant with her, three months pregnant with her. And she's like, thanks to the people of Sligo uh, who, who saved him, um, she was raised by her father. All those years, so she's very grateful. And, and how does she feel about that? You coming over here? Oh, Such an incredible story. She's she's following this with um, lots of love and affection. You know, she lives in Las Vegas, Nevada, and she is getting a big kick out of this. This is amazing to her. You know? Yeah. So, um, as I say, he didn't talk much about it, but you became were you aware of it? In the family from an early age that or your grandfather was involved in sure. such an incident? Yes, yes, definitely. We knew he was a pilot and we knew that the crash had happened, but because of the injury to his eye, he was unable to fly anymore because he lost the eye. So we came home and became an air traffic controller yeah. um, at the airport. But we were always aware of his service in World War II and he's buried at home in Minnesota in Fort Snelling, which is where we put our servicemen. So uh, we, we were aware, not the intricate details, but aware. Okay. So it's going to be an emotional occasion, I suppose, apart from anything else tomorrow, isn't it? I think so. I think so. Just seeing uh, his, the, the crash site and when he came down the hill and seeing what he went through 79 years ago. 79 years ago. That's just, to me, it blows my mind. And um, to see, um, by the sheer luck of God, he, he, he lived through it and was able to come home to us. All right, okay. And as I say, he, he spent his life in the, in the force, didn't he? Um, yeah, 1987, he passed away, I think, was it? He did. Yeah, he passed away of cancer in 1987. So we were lucky to have him a long, a long life. He fathered two more children. He got to see many of his grandchildren. He was at my college graduation. So we're all very fortunate to have him for a large part of our life. That's Amy Kerr uh, Mosey there. Well, Dermot Gilmartin of Mullen Fad in Ballantrillic in County Sligo will lead Amy and her entourage up Teavebourne Mountain today to visit the site of the plane crash. Uh, Dermot's grandparents owned the land on which the crash took place in December 1943. That's right, Niall. So um, the plane crashed um, in 1943, the 9th of December at quarter past four on um, what's not our... Um, Grandparents' land at the time, 
Um, so one of the first civilians to the site would be my grandfather, Andrew Gilmartin, and his son, who was then, I think, about 13 years of age. That's Dan Gilmartin. So um, I just heard through Facebook and bits and pieces that the uh, that Amy and Robert were thinking of coming over and bringing some people over with them. So I just reached out and said that if they were thinking of coming over to let me know and that um, I'd be happy to escort them out to the uh, crash site. So that was about seven or eight months ago, I think. And just as time is passing so quickly, here it is on top of us, so we're heading out there tomorrow. So hopefully we get a good day for it. And we were saying, that we don't think this has happened before, that any family members of those who either survived or were killed in that plane crash have... I don't think so. Not, contact. No, not that I know of. I have tried to um, track down people through um, various sites, but uh, to no avail. So when I heard that, uh, I think Amy was on, on your own radio station, or your own radio show, um, that was an opportunity to reach out to uh, somebody who's related to somebody who was in that plane on the day. So, yeah, more than happy to bring them out tomorrow to, to show them the site. The wreckage is still up there, Dermot, isn't that right? Yeah, there's not a lot, to be honest. There used to be a lot more when I was a child, which, you know, over the last 40 or 30 or 40 years, it has diminished, but there's still a bit of it out there. Yeah. But it was always a story of fascination, Oakley, wasn't it? Oh, always, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we knew it as the plane. So on our farm, you were going out as far as the plane, you were out probably as far as you could go, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay. So not, not an easy trek tomorrow by any means? Uh, it's doable, it's doable. As long as we get a good day, we'll have no problem getting there. Yeah. As long as the rain stays away. And we're, we're always instructed as to get our ge- geography right. It's Teemore Mountain, isn't that uh, right? Teemore Mountain. Mountain, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's a neighbour mountain to uh, Trussmore. Um, so it's in North Sligo. The back of it borders uh, North Leitrim, so it's in the Bantridic area. So. Okay. So what's the, what's the best route for a day, the most uh, appropriate route then? Well, I actually think just up to our own farm is probably the easiest way. You know, there's there's no obstructions where, you know, there's very there's only one fence that we've crossed on the way up. So, um, and, you know, it's a route that I would have done many, many times. So even if it comes in rain or fog, I don't, you know, we won't go astray. So that's important as well, you know. But I think it's to be a fairly good day tomorrow. So hopefully, hopefully we'll go off without incident. Uh, Dermot Kilmartin there. Well, Amy will be joined on her journey by a number of colleagues who've made their way over from Minnesota to support her and who are also taking a time out to visit Ireland and indeed Sligo in the northwest, including uh, Joe Gallagher. You know, I'll tell you, it was, uh, it's been an amazing trip just uh, meeting all of our Irish people that we've met along the way and uh, everyone has been so kind. And we've, when we tell them that we're coming here to... Uh, go walk the mountain and see the crash site. You know, what's amazing for us is everyone here knows it. You know, they know about it in one form or another. And when they find out that Amy's part of the family and her grandfather was there on the mountain, they're all really supportive and excited. And that's why we're here. We're here as a group of Americans, a group of Minnesotans, to support our dear friend Amy and also to support and remember the greatest generation are men and women who were in World War II and uh, did what they did in order for all of us on the island, island of Ireland and uh, in, in America to be free. Um, can you remember when you first heard the story of Amy's grandfather? And I, I remember distinctly, and I come into it about a year ago, we were planning this amazing tour with just dear friends around Ireland and then Amy threw in this, oh, you know, my grandfather was uh, an, uh, a pilot in World War II, and she told us a story 
we had planned on one day in Sligo. And once we realized the enormity of what this story was and, and how moving it was for all of us, we decided, I mean, this is a place that we're going we're gonna to park it. We're going to get to know people in Sligo. And we're here for three days to enjoy Sligo and to make the pilgrimage to the mountain and pay our respects. We're, we're really here to pay our respects for those who went before us. And speaking of pilgrimages, yours is one to Swinford as well, Joe. Isn't that right? Yeah. In, in, in fact, Wednesday, I'm going to sneak down. I've never been to Swinford. And I just, in the last couple of months, found out that uh, my great-grandfather, Patrick Gallagher, immigrated um, as a 14-year-old in 1850 to the United States. And uh, so I'm actually going to you know his area. I don't know exactly where the farm was. I have a rough picture from the 1980s of some one of my relatives at the farmhouse, the last standing building, so, and, and a uh, gravestone of Patrick Gallagher's sister. So I'm going to go down to Swimford and see if I can find any relatives down there that look like me.